Decaholics! Good morning and welcome to Wednesday, May the 31st, 2023. Now, today is a very special day. Why are we getting an episode on a Wednesday? Well, the name of this episode is The Final Act because we're going to talk in just a few minutes about the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals, which are going on uh, so starting uh, tomorrow and uh, the rest of the week. I guess Saturday is the other day that it starts. And... Um, Bunch of different things that, you know, uh, make up the Deacon and Co. show because today, let's all do it together. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear the Deacon and Co. show. Happy birthday to you. Are you one? Are you two? Are you three? Yes. Three years old today giving you guys a little something. It's not going to be that crazy hardcore episode that you guys are all waiting for, which will be the birthday episode next week. But in the meantime, let's give a couple recognitions to where they need to go. First things first is besides the Deacon and Co. show having a birthday, good friend of the Deacon and Co. show, Justin Bama, my buddy Justin's having a birthday on Saturday. So in advance, happy birthday to you, my friend. Hope you have a great day and what else was I going to say on added to that? I was going to say, <laughs> have a wonderful, make it a great, wonderful, extra special day for you on your special day. Um, and listen to the Deacon and Co. show while you're doing it, of course. Um, new listeners, old listeners, thank you all for making this possible every single week. And I had, I got to know, I did notice a few things, Deacaholics. I did notice a few things. Um, basically, one of them being that the weeks that I do not come on and record an episode because of the frequency of the sports, which obviously we all know is going to be consistently to the now football season with your one episode a week up until maybe I'd say a sneak episode in August or whatnot. Um, it, it's been a wild ride of bringing you guys all the thoughts, uh, statistics, opinions, everything else that matters. Uh, but last night on the Deacon and Co. show, or two nights ago, rather, I'm sorry, um, Memorial Day just passed for all of those who served and all of our veterans. Thank you so much. You know how I feel about veterans on the Deacon and Co. show, so thank you so much. I had encountered a veteran earlier in the day on Memorial Day who came up to me, and at no point I thought that the guy was fucking around at all, and I was peeling some ears of corn. And, and particularly every single time that I go into this particular shop, right, there is somebody that has to make a comment about the, um, you know, uh, corn situation. Like, I don't know what's so funny about it. Like, I don't know why people want to talk about corn, why it's a hot topic in the grocery stores and whatnot. But deaconacoshow.gmail.com if you want to leave a line and turn around and let me know what it is about the actual corn scenario, why people want to talk about that in the grocery store. Really, really fascinating. Um, and anticipating these answers because I'm fucking fascinated by the whole situation of why people are talking about corn. So first time the lady tells me, don't peel my corn because it was COVID in this particular store. Wasn't going to peel my corn. I was putting it in a bag and I just looked at the lady, uh, masks on at this time. But see, the difference is decoholics is my sunglasses, as you all know, are on at all times. So when I take the sunglasses off and I have to look at somebody like I did this individual, you know you're going to get a nice look from me because I never take my glasses off for anybody, including going into restaurants. I wear my glasses at, at the dinner table. I just don't care because the lighting bothers my eyes. 
So now I turn around and that's one reason. The other reason is because I have to be in control of everything that goes around my situation and my surroundings that I am. So if I'm in a conversation with you at dinner and my sunglasses are off, then I, you'll see that I'm staring at the other table, making sure that guy's not drunk, ready to start a fight with us, checking out this one, checking out that one, looking how fucked up everyone is, looking how the bar is, everything you can imagine. It's just the way I think and operate. Um, but nevertheless, you turn around and you and you look at this scenario as if you get that look, you're in for it, all right? So the next time the guy comes and he's giving me this whole speech and lesson on how to peel corn, Nate was with me on this one, and it was just a weird situation. And that was about a year ago, and then it happened on Memorial Day this year um, where we turned around and it just, <laughs> dude t fucking walked up to me and it was like, I'm a veteran, served in Vietnam. Um, my grandfather was a World War One veteran, all this stuff, and I was like, all right, uh, thank you for your service, I appreciate it, what, what's up? I was, he was like, um, I can't, I don't have the strength uh, to peel these, would you mind giving me a few? So I peeled the guy four pieces of corn, he was happy as shit, I said thank you again, and that was the end of it. Now, at first, Nate thought the guy was fucking around, but I looked at him, and I knew he was serious, and I didn't flip out or anything along those lines, because... You gotta thank the people that make it possible for us to be here today, and that's the veterans, and that is something that I've instilled every single episode of the Deacon and Co. Show. Made me a little more patriotic over the years. I still root for Team Canada in hockey, don't hate me, and I still root against Team USA soccer because they're fucking terrible. But when it comes to Team USA, basketball is our strong point. If they had an Olympic sport for football and not soccer, like a football Americana, if that's what you want to call it, or the National Football League, then we would trample the competition. There'd be no, uh, there'd be no, there'd no way anyone would ever beat us. But in that regards, I do root for Team USA women's soccer. They're the real deal. But for the men, they need to start taking a page out of the women's book because they're terrible. But I think that that might change in the upcoming years and looking forward to some more USA World Cup. But will the United States ever win a World Cup? I don't think so, ladies and gentlemen. Not on the not on the level of competition that's out there. The USA needs to really, really improve their game uh, to even have a remote chance. But we're not talking about that. We're not going down that wormhole. Justin's got his birthday. Making sure that everybody else knows that if you have a birthday, because you obviously do, that you get it to me so I can shout it out and recognize it. Birthdays are a big thing. So thank you once again for listening. Justin, happy birthday, my friend. I hope you have a great one. Deacon and Co. Show birthday. Thank you for listening, Deacon and Co. Oh, wait, sorry. You're not, we can't do that. That doesn't apply to... Deacon and Co. Show is not a person. It's multiple people. Sometimes it's one. But three years, I'm having fun of doing this for you guys. And, um, yeah. So let's get into a little something that I did today. Not really uh, sure where we're going to go with this one because the, the birthday episode is really coming out next week on the... Um, uh, 10th of June, so that'll be fun, that'll be next Saturday, and then we'll get back into it with the guests, a lot of guests that are coming on. I uh, want to thank Brandon from Metallicast, uh, if you guys haven't heard the reunion episode, which was on episode 130, our last episode, had such a blast doing it uh, with Brandon, and you know, I just, one of those simple things where you gotta love people that come on here and hate on the New York Jets, and the, and the feedback and whatnot, so full circle, last night on the Deacon and Co. Show Instagram page, we shot off some fireworks. I had both my nephews. It was the greatest thing. Appreciate both of you. Uh, appreciate both of you guys for doing it. Thank you, one. But appreciate everybody who gave the feedback. 
uh, of what was, we lit off some fireworks in celebration of Metallica and in celebration of the Deacon and Co. show third birthday on Memorial Day. So we had a nice 38 minute show. I don't know how much of it was recorded because those guys were just going crazy. One nephew, the youngest one, was dressed in an M72 shirt um, and the other one was dressed in a classic Master of Puppets. Can't go wrong with either one of those. And to me, it was just one of those things where like, crank those guys up and they know how much you know metallica means to not only me but also when you have you know honestly a lot of people come in here and they listen to the show for different aspects of it so there are people believe it or not decoholics that don't really know much about metallica or don't like them but i will tell you this that those two little boys know more about metallica than some of the guests or some of the people that come on this show or some of the people that listen to this show just saying in the meantime, since Brandon had come by, uh, or come on the episode, I turned around, um, basically, and told you guys that we didn't have the set list because of the recording time, because we did it early, so we got a couple of set lists to talk about here. We're going to start off with, this would be, let's see, our night one in Paris. We had, for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning, holier than thou, I disappear, Luxie Turner, Screaming Suicide, Fade to Black, Sleep Walk My Life Away, Orion, Nothing Else Matters, Sad But True, Day That Never Comes, Blackened, Fuel, Sertan, Seek and Destroy, Master, Master, ends us on night one. Night two, a little bit different. Creeping Death starts us off. Excellent. Harvester of Sorrow, Cyanide, King Nothing, 72 Seasons, Darkness Had a Sun, Welcome Home Sanitarium, You Must Burn off the new album, Call of the Cthulhu, The Unforgiven. Then we go Rome, nothing uh, better than Rome, especially when you hear it come in. I think from the Black Album, that is excellent to call it that. Then we go into Moth into Flame, Battery, Whiskey in a Jar, One, Enter Sandman. So now it was Paris, okay, and that was for the 17th, um, and I believe it was the 19th and the 17th were those two shows. Then we creep on, get it, creep on, uh, to Night One for Germany and Hamburg. Starting us off with a little similar but different. No two shows have been the same thus far. Now, this is this makes very exciting conversation for what's going to happen when they come over to the United States, which is very close, okay? We're a couple months away here, last day of May here, so we know that we're two months away from this. Ah, oh, man, or just a little over two months. Can't wait, it's going to be exciting. Starting us off with... Uh, Creeping Death. And then we go into Harvester of Sorrow. Once again, Lepa Messiah, Until It Sleeps, 72 Seasons, If Darkness Had a Sun, Welcome Home Sanitarium, You Must Burn, Call of the Cthulhu, Unforgiven, Rome, Moth into Flame, Battery, Whiskey in a Jar, One, and Enter Sandman. Night Two, starting us off with Bells. Just like you heard on the entrance of the show for the last two and a half years. What was the other beginning stage or the opener to this show? This is something that I wanted to get back to because it's been a while since we've given a prize. Deacon and Co. Show, gmail.com, and I'll have something cool for you to bring back to share with you from the 72 Seasons Tour. 
let me know what was the entrance song to the Deacon and Co. show before For Whom the Bell Tolls. Get it to me. Deacon and Co. show at gmail.com. Now that makes you think you got to go all the way back, all right? Uh, through the Never. Right after Bells, we heard Ride the Lightning. Through the Never was third. Awesome. So excited to hear that. King Nothing, Luxie Turner, Screaming Suicide, Fade to Black. Sleep, walk my life away. Orion, nothing else matters. Sad but true. The day that never comes. Blackened, fuel, searchant. Seek and destroy. Master of Puppets ends our show in Hamburg. Well, pretty fucking sick. So, um, those of you who are only going to one night and you're going to the second night, it gives you a little hope that you might hear puppets. That set list that was played from the night um, in Germany... Which on that show, I believe, was recently too. It was over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, if I can get the exact list, because it always just tells me night one and night two of the uh, frame of the sorry the date for it. Uh, but this was a good show for you to be at. All right, not for nothing. It's a good show, and um, especially people who have only seen the band for the first time. You got a couple gems there. Through the Never is not something that you hear quite often, and it's definitely going to be fun. So now, what do we have here? We have only a um, show coming up in a couple weeks. That was May 26th and May 28th, just a couple days ago. So now what we have is just one more show here before uh, on the tour, because they also remember they are playing at the festival in England, the Download Festival. So let's keep that in mind that that's coming up uh, next. Then we'll have the next show on the tour is going to be Gothenburg, Sweden, June 16th and the 18th. So... Funny to see what's going to happen with this set list. Well, it could be a scenario where they switch it up for the four shows that are in Europe. Then they come back to the United States and they switch it up and put one, um, you know, switching up the way that the uh, encores are the last song, whether it be Sandman or Puppets, they might switch the days on there again. So this gives a little bit of light to you guys that are only going to see one show. Going to be fun and exciting. Absolutely. 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 Going to now bring us down into our hot take. And this is just a quick one. Like I said, this is something that I put together on giving you guys the final act of the Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals. Um, what is going to be the better matchup here? Well, for you to watch as a fan, uh, the hockey or the basketball? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. that, And I'm going to break this down in just a few seconds here. That the uh, best game ever to you, to me, and you guys know already, is hockey. So this matchup on this finals here, despite what went on during uh, the playoffs itself, is, is really, I think I feel, over before it already happens. Uh, the Stanley Cup is up in the air right now. you got two teams that are red hot, placing off against each other. And we'll get into that in just a second. And we'll talk about this uh, in just a second there. But my answer to you all is definitely going to be the Stanley Cup Finals. I think it's going to go seven games. I think it's going to see you're going to see the best of the best. And this is the endurance that you need to turn around and uh, you know win 16 games, wins you one Lord Stanley, rent a trophy if you must, and it is a grueling two month off or two month postseason that is now going to start on June the third. Uh, just a few days away to conclude a wonderful hockey season. Wonderful hockey season, terrible postseason. <laughs> That's the way we'll put it at that. All right, so let's dive right into this now. You just heard me talk about it, our final act here. Wild card two, Florida Panthers traveling to play the Vegas Knights, number one seed. Now, thank you for, again, for everybody who's participated in the Deacon and Co. show. 
basketball and hockey bracket challenges. I do not believe anybody had any basketball correct, and I'd have to double-check to see who got this right. But as you know, I had one of the teams in there by picking the Vegas Knights. I thought it would be the Vegas Golden Knights or the LA Kings representing the Western Conference. I don't think many people or anybody at all on the Deacon and Coach Show bracket challenge had Florida going from the East Coast, and that including myself. I thought Florida would be out round one. Um, after that, I kind of rode Florida a bit red hot on there on that. That team is really, really firing on all cylinders here. Uh, wild card two. Only a handful of times in NHL history as a wild card, especially a wild card two, made it to as an eighth seed. This would be playing the one seed. Doesn't really work out for the eighth seed. I think it might change uh, this year. It's going to be a really close, great series there. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That being said, the Florida Panthers, uh, the Montreal Canadiens a few years back, which I don't believe that they were considered an eighth seed, but it was the way that the brackets were set up, kind of where they were a low seed or whatnot. Um, but I have to double-check that for you. And the only other team that's ever made it as an eighth seed is the 2006 Edmonton Oilers, who lost in seven games to the Carolina Hurricanes. So this is a tough task, as history may or may not repeat itself, but the eighth seed doesn't handle or fare out too well versus the one seed especially. Uh, four games it took the Florida Panthers to defeat the Carolina Hurricanes, while the Vegas Golden Knights had a 3-0 lead, flirting with disaster, letting Dallas come back for two of those games. Then the clincher, 6-0 going on to the Stanley Cup Finals. As I mentioned, this will start Saturday, June the 3rd. The second time that both of these teams have been in the Stanley Cup Finals, they're both 0-1. Washington uh, defeated the Vegas Golden Knights in 2018, four games to one, and the Colorado Avalanche, way, way back in 1996, swept the Florida Panthers. Uh, it's going to be a different story this time. Both of these teams, because they're in separate conferences, have only played each other once this year. Thursday, 1-12, Florida Went to Vegas, lost that game two to four. Tuesday, March the seventh, Vegas traveled to Florida. Vegas lost this two to one. Home ice in this series is going to be very important. Look for the things that Florida did best: their defense, and that's what they are. They're a defensive team here. Well, that doesn't make any sense that they only play each other one time, and I gave you two dates. In teams that are interleague play, when it comes to basketball and hockey, they both play each other one time at home for each team. My apologies. Your goaltending matchup is going to be Sergei Bobrovsky versus Aiden Hill. All right? And inside of this whole playoff matchup here, you got a really good defensive effort on both of these teams. So what you really have when you come down to it is defensive teams who score. And the only way for you to turn around and for you to win these turn with these games, okay, uh, in all realm of things, is to have your defense fire on all cylinders. Let's take a look at our goaltending matchup, as I just mentioned. Bobrovsky 11-2 for Florida, 2.21 goals against, .935 save percentage with one shutout this year in the playoffs. Aiden Hill taking over for an injured goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think their goalie was actually really good as well. The one that actually was injured and got hurt. Um, one, one of, uh, I guess, the most surprising stories is how well that this guy, Aiden Hill, has played. 7-3 and three record. Goals against is 2.07. Save percentage is just a little higher than Bobrovsky's. .937 with two shutouts there. So... You see, you see the difference of, of what happens, all right, and, and how you deal with these guys um, is going to be a defensive approach. 
goalies don't give up the extra rebound and whatnot. Where are these guys ranking inside of the of, of the playoffs here? Uh, 3.6 goals per game uh, for the Vegas Knights, 3.1 for Florida. Goals against is 2.6 uh, for Vegas, 2.4 for Florida. Power play percentage, very big here. There's a very big difference. 18.5% of the power play during the playoffs for the Knights, while 27.9% for the Panthers is obviously a clear difference. Shutouts 2-1 to one for Vegas um, inside of the playoffs here. Going to be interesting, Decaholics. Going to be interesting, okay? So let's take a look now of where we stand on this. Um, all right. Ah, shit, this is going to be tough. I got Vegas winning this in seven games. Uh, with a total of, I want to say, 38 goals scored in the whole series between both teams. I think this is going to be one of the better Stanley Cup finals that we've seen in a long time, but it's been brought to my attention by many, and I hope this isn't true. DeganAcosho at gmail.com and let me know if it is. I'm one of the few rare breeds left out there that are still watching hockey after their team has got knocked out, and uh, sure enough, I'm going to watch this finals and I'm going to enjoy it. So... Let me know what you think there. Really, because this is a birthday episode, I'm going to probably have to turn around and give some type of insert or welcome for this. They're playing basketball. We are the champions, whatever you want to call it. But because this is the birthday episode, we're not doing that. Let's bounce over to the NBA now. So you got... Uh, and This one here is a bit puzzling here. A lot of things happen on this. The eighth seed, again, also playing the number one seed, again. Uh, is this coincidental? I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you guys on what it is, but I know that if you took the Miami Heat in the beginning to get to the finals, you want a shitload of money. The eighth seed Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics in seven games, three out of four games at the Boston Garden. Boston having problems in Boston. One of the highest percentage teams ever. That Up until the game seven that was at home on Monday night, Boston entered in with 36 Game 7's the most played in NBA history, winning uh, 36 of them, winning 27 of them. Uh, 37th one was not lucky for Boston as they lost that one. And, uh, you know, moving forward with this, uh, the Denver Nuggets beat the Lakers in four games. And, and to be honest with you, it hurt a decent amount uh, because of the fact that the Lakers had a chance. I had a few people, a few fans of the show reach out. Uh, no names mentioned. I don't want to upset anybody or hurt their feelings. Uh, it, it just They said to me, the Lakers had no chance. Well, Lakers had no chance if you didn't watch the game. The Lakers were up multiple times in the final three minutes of the game with 15 or more, and they just found a way to let it collapse, and the three-point shooting of the Denver Nuggets was beyond, <clears throat> excuse me, beyond lights out. And just some of the games, they just kind of at a certain point, the, the Denver Nuggets came out blazing hot. And then Jamal Murray, for example, came up and dropped 30 points in, in the first half. He scored two baskets for that for the rest of the game. He went on a streak where he went 0 for 15 for the rest of the game. Lakers do a job of getting Joker on the bench with foul trouble, put this guy out there, and had a chance and an opportunity to win this. Thank you to the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Rangers, both participants of the playoffs this year. They do not give you trophies for being runner-up or being knocked out prior to the finals. But thank you guys for making it uh, worthwhile for my time. A lot of Ranger fans don't feel that way, but they had we had a good season. Where do we go from here as a Ranger fan? Where do we go from here as a Laker fan? Only time will tell, and that'll be for a different episode. Uh, number eight versus number one, as I mentioned, these guys, because they're in two different conferences, you know the deal. They played each other twice. Friday, 1230. Miami went to Denver. 
Lost that game 124 to 119. Monday, 213. Denver went to Miami. Won that game 112, 108. Denver took the series 2-0 in this, and I expect the Denver Nuggets to win in five games. If it's any more than five games, it's only for television purposes. The Denver Nuggets are the real deal. And um, they were a team that I feared. And how we didn't play them in the second round, um, I don't know. The rules of basketball were different. You don't have to necessarily wait for every team to be finished. If you get two teams that advance, and even if they're not in the proper seating after round one, the NBA feels that they can turn around and they can have those guys play. Well, it's the NBA. They can do what they want. Um, first appearance for Denver in the NBA Finals. Seventh for the Heat, spanning from the years of 2006 to 2003. Well... 2006 to 2003, that's a good one, Deacon. That's the second fuck up in the last, uh, let me see, two topics. Uh, 2006 to 2023 was those numbers. Sorry, Deacoholics. Lost in six in their most recent finals, 2020, to who else but the purple and gold. This series will start on Thursday, 6-1, which is tomorrow. So, hope you all get a chance to enjoy some of that. Let's take a quick look at the matchups here and the players that you're going to have to watch for. Season leaders for both of these teams, uh, Nikola Joker, the Joker, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Harrow, Victor Olapido um, are the injury reports here that are going to be out for the season. And Tyler Harrow is coming back on June the 7th. So, if we could get this guy, at, you know, get through here, okay, um, all you have to do really, not I don't want to say all you have to do because it's not easy, but this is a three-point shooter in Harrow, and he's a good guy that comes off the bench. So you follow through, and you turn around, and you see if you can win a, few, win a game or steal a game on the road or whatnot until he gets back to you have reinforcements. Uh, Abadeo, Bam Abadeo, and then you also have in there Jamal Murray. There's so many guys that can shoot the three ball and beat you if you are the Denver Nuggets. You also have... Um, Catavius Caldwell Pope, a former Laker who destroyed them in round three with the shooting of the three ball. In the playoffs here, we have 116.4 points per game for the Nuggets, 111.7 for the Heat. Points against are 107.4, uh, and that is second in the playoffs for the Miami Heat, 108.1 for the Denver Nuggets. Field goal percentage, 49% from the floor is first in the in the playoffs for the Denver Nuggets. 47.2 is for the Heat. Free throws, 81.5 for the, the Nuggets and 80.4 for the Heat. So they're very close in there. Uh, rebounds per game, 44.2 and 41. Denver with 44.2 and the Heat with 41. Assists per game, these guys dish the ball, 25.9 for the Denver Nuggets and 23.7 for the Heat. Steals per game, uh, 7.07 for the Denver Nuggets, while 7.39 for the Heat is sixth in the NBA. Blocks, 3.93 per game for Denver, 3.39 for the Miami Heat. So turnovers is our last battle here, 10.3 per game for the Denver Nuggets, 11.6 for the uh, Miami Heat. You got Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Bruce Brown. A lot of other guys that are going to turn around and they're going to make it very difficult for the Miami Heat to get it done. You're going to look for your guys, Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, all these guys. Not, and, you know, guys that have, have, you know, not been in this situation before, those are the guys that got them there. And, and these are the veteran experience. Jimmy Butler is out on a mission here. I don't really know what else to say about this series other than I think the Denver Nuggets are going to crush them. And for the Miami Heat to represent the Eastern Conference continuously every year with losing LeBron James, with the job that Eric Spolstra does as a head coach, 
Hats off to you. Good luck. I know a lot of Heat fans. I don't have an opinion on this one. I got beat by the Denver Nuggets. I cannot sit here and tell you that I'm going to place a wager against them. High-scoring series? Yeah. I don't know. Let's see what they rank it at for, you know, uh, first couple of games. And we'll converse and talk at this time or really in a few 10 days, you know, since this is a Wednesday episode. And we'll take it from there. And, of course, we'll give some updates on them. Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, genius of the week here. Listen. You got to turn around, all right? And you got to think about this. And I'm going to give you a genius of the week here. I don't know if I have any rapids. We could just make them as we go, or we could just continue to bullshit with genius of the week here because I know you all love it. Um, Had a scenario happen in which, you know, you, you turn around and, and you got to you gotta really basically, um, you got to basically, in a sense, have, have a little patience, a lot of common courtesy. And the problem is with people on Long Island, and that's, you know, where I live, Um is that there's too many people on a small island, there's too many people that are driving on this small island, and there's just too many people in general in this island, okay? Um, the people, everybody has got this New York attitude, but I think what the problem is, is what people don't understand, is it's not so much a New York attitude, I think it's more of a Long Island attitude than it is with a New York attitude, because the people here obviously are different than anywhere else in the world. Um, whew. In Costco, helping out, doing some favors for Nay, um, helping her out. She's got a busy week, getting her all ready to go. And not only, okay, inside of Costco, did there was it overcrowded on a Monday. It wasn't a holiday. It was uh, leading up to the holiday week, the week prior. Uh, but these people, they just, you know, they weren't buying holiday stuff. You weren't seeing the people with the ribs and the burgers and the, you know, it was just a normal shop or a normal day for most people. Um I don't usually go in the store at that time. Costco is one of the few stores that I have to go in late uh, because my shit's usually done early in the morning because I work at nights or, or overnights or whatever you want to call it uh, in the middle of the night. But uh, my shit's already done. Gym, coffee, breakfast, shower, uh, any errands, laundry, groceries, they're all done by 8 a.m. every single day. So I'm an early riser, work, like I said, you know, work good hours and I don't have to worry about people. So when people come in and they turn around and they just... Basically, you know, have no guidance or anything for anybody else or recognition, respect or whatever you want to call it. Three different folks turned around and bumped into me, had my slips on. So it's a little different than bumping into somebody normally because of the simple fact that you, you know, are wearing sandals and whatnot. So on the third time, I literally just got done screaming at the top of my lungs like, lost it in the middle of the store please put your phones down and watch where you are walking some lady turns around hits into me then turns around and just saw the look in my eyes that i gave her got so frightened when i slammed the basket off of my foot that she was attached to the basket to the phone went over and knocked out a whole aisle's worth of products now again that is a genius of the week to me, and that needs to be brought up in recognition that if you go into a store, it doesn't matter where you live, get off the phone or put a headset in your hand uh, or put a headset in your ear where that if you have to take that call, that you're, it's on your headset. Don't need to be texting. You don't need to be holding the phone with one hand. Just like you jerk off drivers that fucking turn around and you have Bluetooth in your car. You got all these fucking great uh, devices and companies that are making you wireless headsets. And yet you're still putting the phone on speaker thinking that you're not going to get reception if the phone is not in front of you screaming into it. 
mostly happens with people who drive trucks, but I see it all the time. And I and it just drives me up the wall. You know, at a certain point, if somebody who owns a driving company and a black car service, you would think that a guy likes to drive. I do. At all hours of the night, just not when there's traffic on the road. So, long story short, with the lady in the scenario, just do yourself a favor, get off the phone. You want to chit-chat with somebody, get a headset. I'm not telling you not to be on the phone, on the actual phone. Don't want to hear your conversation either. That's pretty rude. I didn't tell you not to do that. But that's the next step that I'm thinking. And I know all of you decaholics after I said this story that you turn around and had to, um, you know, you know, basically understand where am I going with this. Yeah, don't be on your fucking phone when you're in the stores and whatnot, especially when there's a lot of people, you know, in the stores. Um, so what ended up happening to this wombat? So because of this whole scenario, this lady tried to turn around and tried to, um, pretend like she was the one that fell and got hurt and all this stuff and was trying to make, oh, my neck, my neck, like some of these clowns do when they turn around and they, um, get into a car accident and they want to make it worse, trying to get a buck or whatever it is. Um, I told them what happened. I made a statement at Costco telling them exactly what happened. And that lady was 100% at fault. They went back. They reviewed the video cameras. And the cool thing about it was they gave me a membership for a year for free. I don't know if I'm going to go back to this place. I don't You know what I mean? And if I am, it's got to be sometime where there's a minimal control of people. And that is that. Um, <laughs> don't lie. The one thing you do, instant karma. I believe in it. Instant karma is going to get you. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, genius of the week, absolutely. Have a couple good ones for you next week, absolutely. Happens every day that we got good ones. Um, one last note I wanted to bring out before I get out of here today and before I let you all uh, leave. Uh, well, not really let you leave. You're listening to this on the go. You could be listening to this in your new headset that you got because you didn't want to get yelled at by any random psychopaths inside of Costco. I agree. But no, I wasn't a psychopath. I got bumped three times before I flipped out. And that's a long time because usually after the first time I would have flipped out. But working on my anger, definitely need to go into the retreats, into the Zen nature. Okay? It definitely helps you. All right? And smoke weed helps too. I don't go anywhere unless I, unless I smoke before I go in there because you never know when you're going to need to be calm. Truth. Corner of Positivity, one of the favorite um, new segments that we added to the show or... Um, I added to the show. Uh, just be all you can be. This is a thank you to the veterans. This is thank you to everybody. It's the Marines. Be all you can be. Doesn't just apply for the Marines. Be everything that you could be every day. Be the best person. Sometimes it doesn't take much to help out somebody or hold the door or make somebody smile. Every time that I hold the door for somebody, no matter who it is, woman, man, um, transgender, doesn't want to identify what their gender is, doesn't matter to me. Um, hey, thank you so much. Have a great day. And when they say thank you to me for holding the door, hey, anytime. Hope you have a great day. And it's something like that can make the difference between somebody having a really bad day and a really good day. Or even just a good day. Not even going to have to be a really, really, really good one. But that's going to do it for me. That is the birthday. Three years of this shit. Can you believe it? Thank you to, again to all my day oneers. Thank you to you guys that made the trans transition over from the Deacon and Jones show to the Deacon and Co show, and we've been rolling ever since. Um, not trying to be a dick, but not that I needed the stress and the bullshit prior that went along with the Deacon and Jones show. But if you're an original OG that knows the answer to the trivia question I asked earlier, make sure you get it to me. Let me know by the time that I'm going to give you guys a full 
nine days to do this. So the first person to get me the answer by June the 9th, which will be one day before the episode airs, the next episode, which will be the birthday episode, 132, then I will give you guys something cool coming back from the new tour if you are not going to be there. And even if you are, I'm still going to give you something cool because you might not have had the chance to get on the merch line. But prior to For Whom the Bell Tolls, what was the entrance to the Deacon and Co. show? Get it to me. In the meantime, follow me on the major social, Deacon and Co. Show Instagram, Deacon and Co. Show Twitter. Deacon and, show, Deacon and Co. Show on Instagram is where you can check out the fireworks special from Memorial Day. Where am I going to be at? Well, got a couple of recordings coming up for you guys. So I'm going to be working, writing the shows, relaxing, getting ready for the tour. And it's never a dull day in Deacon land. But for now, I want all of you guys to know I love you all, appreciate you all, but Deacon is out.